0: Hello there, fellow Star Wars nerds, and welcome to Unlimited Content, the podcast where two brothers talk about all of Star Wars film and TV in chronological order on the internet as an excuse to hang out more. We're your hosts, Sam and Jack, and this week we are talking about Tales of the Jedi, Episode Four: The Sith Lord. Indeed, I like the way you said chronological there. Chronological order. (laughs) Chronological order. Oh man, Jack, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, Sam. How are you today, Sam? I'm well. I'm well. I just—it's your face. I love your face. You got a good face. <gasps> I like These your good face people too. over the Spotify can't hear your face, but it's a good face. So yeah. there you
1: go. I, I've been told I have a, a very silent face.
0: You know? silent face. I've been told I have a face for radio, so <laughs> that's why I'm podcasting. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> oh right. man, this is our last. Uh, episode of Tales of the Jedi for a while. It's a big one. Indeed. And I presumably, the bills still need to get paid. True. Jack Ford, Who, who's yeah. paying our bills this week? Who is our sponsor this week?
1: Yeah. The bills keep going up.
0: Like, I mean, you've got a new microphone and everything. we got to pay for that I do. somehow. I do. Yes. <laughs> My yeah. fancy handy-dandy hand me that microphone. Love it. Indeed. <laughs> the, yeah, thank totally you, Jack, for the for microphone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. S-
1: Sam's using uh, an old microphone of mine. Uh, so hopefully it sounds a little little crisper, a little nicer, a little more yeah. bassy and and, and mm. you know, like like this is ninety nine percent invisible, I'm Roman Mars. Like <laughs> Roman Mars, is
0: that you? It sounds just like you with your fancy microphone.
1: He, Roman Mars is the basiest man
0: yeah, in no. existence.
1: I like every time I listen to an episode of ninety nine percent invisible,
0: it's like my car shakes. I can't, you know. Dude, I gotta I gotta get back into ninety nine percent invisible. That. When I was uh, working in Kansas, living in Texas and like driving back and forth, uh, doing college ministry, uh, like coming home for semesters and stuff, I would binge 99% visible, And I don't think I've listened to it since or like when Sarah and I were dating long distance when I was living in Texas and she was living in Kansas. Yeah. I listened to a lot of podcasts like like 99% visible, listened to Serial, listened to a lot of fun podcasts. Anyway. We're getting off topic. This is a fancy microphone. Thank you, Jack, for the fancy microphone. No more thirty dollars Amazon microphone. <laughs> yeah, I have a real microphone. <laughs> Yay! microphone that was probably the microphone that was probably worse than my AirPods audio. Let's be honest. <laughs> like it probably should have just gone with the MacBook audio, but we did not. You know what? It's I wanted to feel professional.
1: We we got through four episodes with that with that microphone and it worked well
0: enough. You know, it, got through it, a whole gosh Star movie with that yeah. microphone
1: holding our gigantic two hour and ten minute episode from last week
0: (laughs) yes you're welcome look is jack is there a limit on this content no it is unlimited no you could say unlimited content you're welcome and speaking of unlimited content we have unlimited (laughs) sponsors unlimited bills
1: (laughs) unlimited bills and unlimited sponsors uh today's uh episode is brought to you by our sponsor Din Jaren's babysitting service. Use coupon code this is the way at checkout to get 20 credits off your next purchase. Mm, this is the way. This is the way. Din Jaren. He's 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 great at babysitting, especially if your ba- your baby has force powers and can flip.
0: You know. Yep. Oh man, I. So we're we're. When you hear this, the season finale of Mandalorian season three will have already released. But as we're recording, this is the night before the season finale of Mandalorian season three. So we have no idea what's going to happen. And I am so scared, Jack. I'm so scared (laughs) for Din Djarin. What? Uh, I'm so scared. Yeah. I don't know. I mean,
1: I mean, I don't think they're going to kill him off.
0: (laughs) No, I don't think so either. It's, it's... but my, my fear, my fear is that they're going to winter soldier Din Djarin. They're going to mind flay Din Djarin. He's going to be the winter soldier, but the Mandalorian. And so he's going to be like this, like, uh, Moff Gideon's going to pull out a little red notebook and say some words in Russian. And then <laughs> and then Djarin is going to turn into a super soldier and just gun down all the other Mandalorians and work for the Empire and not remember Grogu. And I, I don't know what's going to... I'm so scared. Train
1: car, 17, scissors, whatever. <laughs> whatever it was. The <laughs> what, oh, man. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a lot that could could happen i guess yeah let's 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 let's, before we get into anything else let's talk a little bit about the part one of the finale that aired last time yes um because like man what an episode that was that was an amazing episode such
0: a good episode and also
1: it it didn't a cliffhanger and uh
0: yeah i have not been that like nervous and had like my blood pumping while watching an episode of star wars probably since andor like it was Mm -hmm. (sighs) Oh man, like I, I was uh what like I had my hand was over my mouth for like the last half of the episode. Especially like at that reveal when they are they're on Mandalore, they've been ambushed by other Mandalorian super soldiers, which are apparently which we learned later are the Imperial commandos in under Moff Gideon's like rule. Um
1: wearing Beskar just, armor. Just like yeah.
0: Wearing Beskar armor. Yeah. They're getting ambushed and then like the slow reveal of realizing that they are, like, they're chasing these commandos into, like, they think they're just chasing deeper into the cave, but it's Moff Gideon's, like, hideout from the beginning of the episode. that We didn't know where it was. Yeah. Turns out he's been on Mandalore the whole time.
1: Yeah, we, we like, as soon as they start approaching a hallway, that I'm like, that hallway looks very clean and gray. And I was like, oh, oh, no, <laughs> this is, they're they're going yeah. into an Imperial base of some kind. This is not good.
0: Yeah, why do they have those, like, those really cool white, like, ring lights all around, like, the doorways. <laughs> yeah. Like, why? Yeah. They're like, oh, no, those that's Imperial. Oh, F. F.
1: F. No! Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, just briefly, this episode uh, was the episode where the Mandalorians, uh, as led by Bo-Katan, uh, make their way back to Mandalore as part of a, a, a relatively small scouting party of about a dozen people. Um, they meet up with, or they encounter like a, a group of uh, other Mandalorians that have been living on the surface, uh, basically, yeah. like just kind of trying to survive off the land after the bombing of Mandalore, yeah. on this like yeah, the man- land speed, this giant like air powered like land speeder type thing. So it looks like it looks <laughs> yeah. like a pirate ship, uh, which was super cool. Yeah,
0: they're they're like they're like pirates, but also like uh, I was getting like Mad Max vibes from these dudes. Oh, totally. That is, it's, yeah, it's
1: a very Mad Max sort of like. It's yeah. it's, yeah, Star Warsy Mad max yeah. yeah.
0: And also, one of the survivors was Skinny Pete from Breaking Bad, which it was cool to see him, like, in something other than Breaking <laughs> Bad. It was like, oh, I, kn- I know that face. It's Skinny Pete. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was... Yeah. I interrupted you, but it was so exciting. Yeah,
1: yeah. So that, that was super cool, <laughs> and then... Uh, anyway, I, I won't go over the whole episode, but it was just, it was a really great episode, and there were some amazing lines and moments, and, and then they make their way to what remains of the forge on Mandalore underground. Uh, and then they encounter these other soldiers and they fight and then they, they chase them in and then Moff Gideon shows up and traps them and, and Paz Vizsla gets separated from the rest of them and stays behind and just like mows down like 30 soldiers on his own. Like he, he like, (laughs) he mows down all these soldiers with his, his like Gatling gun and then he runs out of ammo and then he just uses the gun as a battering ram to knock people out and then eventually they t- they take him down but like not until he's already beaten most of their soldiers and then they they throw in like uh, some like imperial like kind of like the, the, the red guards come in and like they have these weird like like electrode stick things and they yeah. like yeah it's it's a whole man what an amazing fight sequence and also just like yeah Pazvysla as a character has gone from being like, kind of the, the sort of jerk character that you you don't want to, like be siding with because he's he's very like, he's not nice to Din or he doesn't like you know the newcomers and he's very like you know this is the way and this is the way we do it and, you know, but like over the past few times we've seen him we've kind of I feel like we've I've become more ingratiated to him and kind of have. Come to understand mm-hmm. how, like, badass and honorable of a character this is, and then we get to see him at his best in this scene, and and then they kill him, <laughs> and it makes me sad.
0: I know. It's like, I didn't oh. know what we had
1: until it was gone. Oh, man. <laughs>
0: Poor Paz. Yeah. Poor Paz. He passed away. No <laughs> I'm quitting the podcast <laughs> No You've ruined it
1: But yeah So we ended on a That's cliffhanger great. with uh, Everybody else Running away as Paz Vizla holds, holds all those soldiers Off um, Din jaren has been captured right Yes And uh, yeah, well, we don't know what's going to happen Next and uh, We don't know Moff Gideon's back, and he has a crazy suit of Beskar Robo armor, and it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing.
0: It's a whole thing. Oh, and let's not forget, uh, Grogu has a Gundam now. (laughs) That's fun. (laughs) All right, that was was that this episode, (laughs) man. That was this episode. So much happened in this episode. That was like the very beginning of the episode. Yeah, Grief Karga gives uh, Grogu a like. It's IG-11, but he, like, hauled out the inside and put a chair in the middle and just set Grogu in there. Yeah. And he's like, let him drive it. It's fun. And just and- like, sort <laughs> like like, like, total, like, weird uncle, like, I got him this toy. He's going to play with it right now. And Dad's like, I don't know if he's going to play with it right now. He's like, no, he's going to play with it. Here. Put some in. And... <laughs> <laughs> And then he's just spamming the yes and no button. And he's just like, no, 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 yes, 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 yes. yes. And it's oh, just man. Taika Waititi yelling <sighs> yes or no. <laughs> oh, that, that is Taika Waititi, isn't it? Yeah. It's Taika um,
1: Yeah. I totally forgot that. You um, recorded two words. <laughs> yeah, no, that. Man, this episode really did have everything. It was like, we got. It was such a good episode. Reunions of characters. We got some really great comedy. We got amazing action sequences. We got lore. We got twists. We got a cliffhanger. Ugh. Man, can't wait to see how it ends. I'm I'm I'm, I'm, so I'm also nervous.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm so scared. I don't know. Star Wars has already killed off one major character in recent memory. They haven't killed off the main character yet. True. In any like, like I mean, they killed Echo, but he wasn't. He was like part of the main cast of characters, but not the main character. Main character. Echo? I think it killed Hunter or Omega to be different. You mean Tech? Yeah, Echo. Yeah. You mean Tech? Yeah. What did I say? You said Echo. Echo's oh. not dead. Well, Okay. If they true. kill Echo,
1: they already killed Echo once <laughs> in the Clone Wars, and then they got him back.
0: Oh man, we cannot kill Echo again. Well, it, he wouldn't be the first character to get two on-screen deaths and come back in Star Wars. So true. True. Yeah, we just have the Grand Inquisitor die twice. So
1: okay. Well. Um. So yeah. Anyway, that's
0: that's. <laughs>
1: I'm sure y- you all. have. That's Mando. You all know what happened already, but this is us in the past. Yeah, don't... Wildly speculating.
0: Yeah, don't spoil it for me in the past.
1: <laughs> yeah, be quiet, guys. We're podcasting here.
0: Yeah, um, Shh. No talking. We're podcasting.
1: All right. Uh, okay, well, what else... What have you been up to, Sam? Uh, been watching, reading, playing, listening to anything interesting? Or just, you know, anything else in your life that's going on you want to talk about?
0: Hmm. Uh, I mean, I've been... I've continued to be reading Light of the Jedi, Excellent. still pretty good. Kind of slow in, It's kind of slowing down a little bit. We're kind of like learning about other enemies in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's still a lot of mystery and intrigue going on. Uh, not as exciting as like the first part. but And so I'm kind of slowing down in my reading of it just because I'm a busy guy. Uh, and work is work and I have a toddler and doctor's appointments and Indeed. life and you know how it goes. Mm-hmm. So I'm uh, still reading that um, as far as what I'm watching. Pretty much nothing but Star Wars, nothing but like the Mandalorian episodes that come out, and, uh, and stuff it. for this. I'm bored. Yeah, and stuff for this. That's why we're here. Indeed. Um, I just pre-ordered Tears of the Kingdom yesterday. Yes, the Legend so we'll get of Zelda. It in the of hmm. Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, aka Breath of the Wild Two. Yeah, less than a month until that 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 game comes out. I know. Yeah, uh, very excited. Did you? Are you like doing a like you pre-ordered it too, right? I haven't pre-ordered
1: it um I'm, I'm gonna get it okay the come, day comes out i might pre-order it i might you know it's one of those things that like i am not worried about them having not having enough stock on launch day of this Fair massively enough. anticipated game you know but yes um, yeah but yes i will absolutely be playing it yeah,
0: yeah. i pre-order it just because i know that like getting out to the store with a toddler is a challenge sure so not yeah, Just yeah. mail it to me <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah uh so yeah we'll see i'm very excited about the game um other than that, what else have I been doing? I discovered a. I mean, it's not like I discovered it. No one's ever heard it before. You discovered but it's it. It's new to me. I discovered it. I'm the first one to ever discover it. It's uh, a new genre of music that I've become obsessed with today. Okay. Uh, it's called Japanese city pop. City pop's I was great. With yeah. Jeff. I, I'm yeah. aware of the city pop. Yeah, yes. see, I. No, not before me. Come on. I discovered it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. the first one. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. City pop, but tell I, me. Uh, what is that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's so much fun. Uh, it's just, how would you describe it? Cause you also, but like I, the way I would, the way I described it to Sarah when I was just like listening to it, where I can be like, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. It's amazing. I love right. it. Uh, it's like eighties music meets, uh, funk meets. Wow. Well, well, let me, it's, I'm gonna it, make, it's pull like, up the text it's eighties like pop music with, okay. with
1: it, funk and smooth jazz sort of. It, yeah. It's yeah. very like the chill. way I described
0: it. Yeah. The way it's great, '80s music meets funk meets bossa nova, but it's all in Japanese.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, and it's so smooth and groovy and upbeat and fun, and I love it. And I just need that kind of music in my life right now. It's just great, and it like is filling me with joy. And every summer since last summer, so this is it's a tradition now because I'm doing it the second summer in a row. Uh-huh. I make a summer playlist that I just like play on repeat, mm-hmm. but it's like eight hours long. And currently, it's like a third Japanese city pop. Excellent, and I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. It's so I, it's fun. Yeah. It's fun.
1: Yeah. There's um. I'm gonna have to look this up again. But there's a. Uh, I've watched a, a video a while back about like some of the influences behind some of the early Nintendo music, like on like the original Super Mario Bros. and Legend of Zelda and stuff. And some of that music was yeah, uh, heavily inspired by japanese city pop in some some cases and they'll like they're like comparisons of like here's a track from this city pop album and then here's a track from zelda and it's like oh they sound pretty similar actually (laughs) you know yeah
0: um, i got a lot i got a lot of uh son of the hedgehog vibes oh yeah totally totally yeah 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 the the artist that like i discovered i discovered this artist on tiktok Mm i mean this like it was like just kind of featured in like some TikTok and I like, I love this song. What is it? I, like, it's Tatsuro Yamashita. Okay. I think I'm saying that right. Probably. Um, with the song it was, what was the song? Oh gosh. It's all in Japanese. I can't read it. What was it? <laughs> no, oh, no, no, oh, no. Oh no. Ride on time. That's the song. Ride on time by Tatsuro Yamashita. I'll find a YouTube link and we'll put it in the description, but it's, it'll, it's great.
1: According to Wikipedia, Tatsuyo Tatsuro Yamashita uh, was among the genre's pioneers and most successful artists, and is sometimes called the King of City Pop. Ooh! So there you go. Look
0: at me go. Nice. Yes. He only has three songs on Spotify. So, but the stuff I heard was is not on Spotify. So, and this album came out. The one album that's on Spotify. There's only two tracks on, on Spotify. Came out in 1978.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. There's um. Yeah. The the the, the City Pop song that I feel like. I know the best or that i i feel like is one of the most well-known city pop songs is by uh maria takeuchi uh, she did a song called plastic love that was kind of i think a couple of years ago we got really big on like on youtube or tiktok and there's all these like mashups of plastic love and other like modern songs and anyway it's a great song
0: so. yeah uh i think i might have heard that one on this playlist. i found another play nope just kidding plastic love i'll have to look that one up yes uh another one uh Lady Pink Panther by Shigeru Suzuki. Great song. Excellent. More more okay. mellow, but it's just a great name. It's in all caps on Spotify. <laughs> Lady Pink Panther. It's great. I love it. Awesome. Cool beans. Jack, what have you been up to? That's all I've been up to.
1: Let's see. Um, what have you been doing? I Let's see. Uh, most recently, I mean, other than Mando and... Let it, sorry, not Let of Jedi. Other than Mando and uh, Tales of the Jedi for this... Um, I've been watching mm-hmm. Ted Lasso season three,
0: which, uh, Ooh.
1: yeah. Have, have you seen Ted Lasso, Sam?
0: Yes. I've seen the first two seasons. I have not started season three yet. Yes. Sarah and I love Ted Lasso. Yeah. We just haven't, uh, haven't watched the next season yet. Yes. It's, it's excellent. Are they releasing it one episode at a time? Yeah, or is it It's like, one it's at a time. Up, so they're, or... they're
1: like four episodes in right now, I think. Um, okay. Yeah. And it's, Ooh. it's on Wednesdays. So the next episode comes out tomorrow, but, um, Okay. Yeah. No. Ted Lasso episodes are in the season. I don't know. Good question. Um, But yeah, Ted Ted Lasso continues to be delightful. Um, It's just such a well-written show that is. It's consistently wholesome, but not in a way that feels artificial. You know, it's it's earnest and feels like they're they're talking about they're portraying real realistic relationships and ideas. uh, Yeah. But being very. Yeah, you know, yeah, it it astonishes me how easily, how frequently the writers are able to get something positive out of what any other show would have spun into something dramatic and terrible. Like the, I won't spoil yeah. anything, but the most recent episode is just like you go through it and it feels like they're setting up all these moments where like, oh, this is in, in any other show it would feel like, oh, this is going to be, this is going to lead up to something bad happening at the end of the episode. Like, you know, they're they're setting up for something. But by the end of it, they end up sort of subverting that expectation and and taking just beautiful little life lessons out of this and and turning it spinning it into something positive, which I feel like is this show's sort of superpower mm. is just the it's the it's the power of positivity is kind of the I feel like the whole yeah. point of this show and, and not in a way that is uh, again that feels artificial or that feels fake or.
0: Uh, you know, if, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, no Ted Lasso. It like the first two seasons, what I always loved about it is it always was wholesome and earnest and percent authentic and never felt kitschy. Like it never felt like yeah. cheesy life lesson, like nineties movie. Everyone kind of like hugging all the end credits roll kind of thing. Yeah. Like authentic it was always, is good like, it's say, always yeah. felt real. Yeah, yeah. Real human, authentic, uh, but while still, like, and, like, very good television, uh, while, like, it's, it somehow feels like wholesome prestige television. Mm-hmm. Like, prestige television is usually, like, like dark, yeah. gritty.
1: Does not have a reputation like... for
0: being wholesome, certainly. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, this is somehow wholesome prestige television.
1: Yeah, which is excellent. And, and of course, it's consistently super funny. Like, every episode has so many lines yeah. in it that it's, like... that are just so smart and
0: funny and yeah it's great yeah and also being uh having lived in kansas city for a while now ted lasso the character is from kansas city um and there are a lot of like references to like kansas city in like stuff he talks about or like uh like his the background on his laptop is an actual kansas city barbecue joint um but like there are a couple times he wears like a like a barbecue, like a Kansas City barbecue t-shirt that is just a mashup of like the five most famous Kansas City barbecue restaurants, like all into kind of like one fictionalized like barbecue restaurant. It's like, because there's like, it mentions, like it brings in like Joe's, Q39, uh, Arthur Bryant's, Jack Stacks. Those are kind of some of the big ones. And it somehow like ties the names of a lot of those all like into kind of one like fictionalized Kansas City barbecue restaurant. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of cool. There's just like, oh, I like a lot of little Easter eggs that like, it's not like one, like it's not like singling out one barbecue place, but like while shouting out like just Kansas City barbecue in general. That's cool. Which is really cool.
1: That's that's a nice attention to detail there. Yeah. Yeah. One of the thing I really like is Kansas. Sorry. Yeah.
0: I'll just say just because Kansas City has such like a unique city. Like I've I've never lived in a place that has such a unique city culture like Growing up in Dallas, like Texas, I mean, like, I'm sure Austin has its own, like, Austin's like a very unique city. Yeah. And so you probably experience a lot of like kind of like Austin, right? But like Dallas doesn't really have a lot of like, we're Dallas. Yeah. Like, yeah. Dallas
1: feels like, very it's generic. It's just like, we're...
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's just large and it's just, it's Texas. Mm-hmm. Like it's a city in Texas. It's not like a city that happens to be Like Austin is like its own city that is Texan. Like, whereas Dallas is just a city in Texas.
1: Yeah. Dallas doesn't feel like it has its own identity. Yeah.
0: No, it's just kind of, like, it, but, I mean, it has, like, it has Texas identity, which itself is great, but, like, Kansas City has its own city identity, mm-hmm. uh, which I love. Like, it just, it feels very homey in that way. Like, everyone kind of, like, like, I don't know, it's just very, I love it. Yeah. It's great. That is great.
1: Uh, one yeah, a, one more. other thing I, I like about Ted Lasso is, um, I mean, I think in recent years there's been a, a an uptick in the number of. Shows and movies that have done a a good job of giving good like representation of mental illness and mental health. Um, that's like authentic mm-hmm. and and good and and throughout the show, uh, Ted Lasso deals with like panic attacks as as that's one of his kind of struggles throughout the show and it's cool to kind of see uh, that being portrayed in a like sort of realistic way like this is what it's like to have a panic attack and in, in, in a way that feels authentic you know as someone who has dealt with anxiety in the past personally like um yeah I, I know what that's like and it's it does a good job of kind of visualize like using television using visuals and audio and and performance uh to kind of portray mm-hmm. that um and then what i like about this most recent season is that uh i think i think a lot of shows kind of stop short they kind of stop there like this is what it's like to have anxiety or this is what a panic attack is like, which is great, but, like, we don't mm-hmm. necessarily see progress, you know? And I think in this most mm-hmm. recent season, we actually do see, like, you know, Ted, there, there's that one moment in the most recent episode where Ted has, like, a panic attack coming on. But, like, you can you can tell that he's, he's, like, about to fall into that. And then he yeah. kind of, he takes a moment and he's able to, like, you know, take a breath and process things and it subsides before it gets bad. And so we we get this, this cool, like, like, you know, he's he's like in the show, he goes to therapy regularly and now we're seeing kind of the results Mm. of that. So it's, it's just, it's cool to see that sort of positive representation of not only is like, you know, increasing awareness of mental illness, but also of like, you can get better and this is what it can look like, which is cool. Yeah.
0: I love that. That's so cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. No. I. That's. That's awesome. It is. It is good to kind of like, to see stuff like that because I feel like a lot like, in, I don't. I can't think of any one specific show, but like, like in shows where some sort of like mental illness or something is, is portrayed, it's usually like in a, in a really two dimensional, kind of way, yeah. or it's just kind of like, like I don't know, like it's just kind of like part of the wallpaper of that character. Sure. Like it's yeah, not yeah. really like anything like. Like, it's not something that they're struggling with. It's just like, like, oh, so-and-so's got a peg leg. So-and-so is depressed. Like, it's just kind of like, that's just like part of like yeah. their kind of like what you can see on a picture of them. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like it's not like it doesn't get into like the, the depth of it. So it's really cool mm-hmm. uh, to see that, to see like it actually being portrayed with mm. with depth and growth yeah. and it being more dynamic and not just like a. Like a, a character trait, like a static. Yeah. Yeah yeah
1: definitely um, that is cool yeah i've heard uh i haven't seen it but I, i've heard that bojack horseman does a good job of portraying depression um so that, oh. that's been something that i haven't i haven't watched that but i've, I've heard a lot of good things about that short shows portrayal of mental illness so that's another good example i hear um nice yeah so it, it's, it's great to see more and more of that yeah yeah for sure well all right um So before we move on to our main segment, uh, I think we need to talk about a little bit of unfinished business from the last episode. Um, Indeed. Yeah, so uh, last time when we were in our segment talking about stats and talking about uh, kill counts and things like that, uh, there's a couple things we failed to mention. Uh, One is that uh, Anakin got four kills in this and it, well, I don't know. We, maybe we mentioned yeah, did. it. Maybe we mentioned it, but we didn't have like a, a, a precise count. But I went back and looked at like the frame where it shows the like the the, the few like non droid people in, in on the Trade Federation ship when it blows up, um, and then there are four people in the room. So that's four confirmed kills for Anakin, which means that so far Anakin has killed the most people. Which I, I don't think that'll, yeah. you know, I, I anticipate him keeping that record. Um, <laughs> Indeed. But, uh, yeah, so there's that, and then uh, we also keep track of appendages lost, and it didn't occur to me, uh, Darth Maul lost two appendages, he <laughs> lost both his legs.
0: You he know. did, he did. Uh, do we keep track of who takes appendages, or do we, or just appendages uh, lost total?
1: Uh, just appendages lost at the moment. Well, I guess, you know, we could okay. do it, that, but we'd have to add a whole other... We could, It <laughs> would.
0: it would get... It would get bonkers. Yes, our spreadsheet yeah, is already are, pretty yeah. big and unwieldy <laughs> at the moment. Um. It is. It is. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Great. Yep. Two appendages lost thus far. Yes. All right. Unfinished business. Consider yourself finished. Finished. <laughs> yep. We, uh, we have no voicemails this week. Um, I had a couple people text in. We texted back and forth. I, I love hearing from you guys as you guys kind of, like, listen to the podcast. And Jack and I don't do this podcast for the audience. Like, we love you guys. But as we say in the, t- the intro to every episode, this is an excuse for Jack and I to hang out more. And we love bringing you guys kind of into our, uh, our joy exactly. of enjoying Star Wars. Um, so I love hearing feedback from, you know, I know... Uh, My buddy Jason from Franciscan, he is a loyal listener. Uh, He and I text back and forth after he listens to every episode. Jason, I love you, man. You're a good dude. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Jason. Um, yeah. And our cousin Andy is also a faithful listener. And Michael, Michael, you're on your honeymoon. Congratulations on being married. Congrats, Michael. Great. Thanks for listening as well. Um, yeah. We love you guys. Uh, feel free to text me, text Jack, send us a voicemail, DM us, whatever you want. Uh, we'll shout you guys out. Um, we love you guys. Jack, do you have that phone number in front of you? Because I yeah, yeah. don't have it. I know it's my phone number, but what is the phone number?
1: Yeah, if you'd like to join in the discussion in future episodes, you can leave a voicemail at 512-850-6653, and we might feature your comments, questions, or concerns on the podcast. Or corrections, if you've got, like, you said something that's incorrect, which I'm sure there's been at least eight of those already. But <laughs> nobody's called yep. us out yet, so I'm gonna I'm going to continue to <laughs> believe that we are always correct. Uh, unless you call us out. Yep. Um, And that that phone number will also be in the description of each episode. So.
0: Beautiful. Yep. So I set up the voicemail to it's supposed to like just be its own separate thing. Dad pointed this out last week, but I didn't tell you it's supposed to be its own separate thing from my phone number, but it just kind of goes to my voicemail it's it's not my phone number but it goes to my voicemail gotcha so if it just kind of sounds like my personal voicemail it's because it is but it's not my number it's just google for it's just google voice forwarding to my phone number so i'm sorry you don't get like your own little fancy uh unlimited content voicemail message i set one up i don't know why it's not working uh if any of you guys know how to set up google voice things (laughs) let me know but the, the number works it just The number works. Uh, I might just answer the phone because like I see you are calling me and be like, hi, how's it going? Like, I wanted to leave you a voicemail. I want to talk to you. Uh, So just let me know that. uh, But also, don't be mean about it. Yeah, I'm here for the unlimited content, not for you, Sam. (laughs) Okay. All right. Um, So, yeah, that's that. Yay, voicemails. Yay, fans. Yay, friends. We love you all. Yay. Okay. Jack, are we ready to jump into this week's episode? Yes. Are we ready? I think so. Yeah. This, this okay. week's
1: episode was "Tales of the Jedi," uh, season one, episode four, "The Sith Lord." Sam, where does this episode take place in the timeline?
0: This takes place in the year 32 BBY, 32 years before the Battle of Yavin. Uh, it is concurrent with the ending scenes of the Phantom Menace. So the the beginning of the episode takes place like mid-Phantom uh, Menace while. Yeah. Mid Phantom Menace, when it's around the same time as the scene when Anakin, as a little boy, is talking to the Jedi Council and he's doing the little flashcard thingies with Mace Windu, with a ship, a speeder, uh, whatever. Yeah. Your thoughts dwell on your mom. Um, that that scene it takes place like between that and them going back to Naboo, and whatnot. That's the first half, and the second half of the episode takes place, uh, immediately after. The Duel of the Fates, but before Qui-Gon's funeral. Yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this was this was a, I think a, a beautiful episode. I think there's there's a lot to learn oh, yeah. about this episode. Uh, do you want to you want to walk us through briefly what the what happens in this episode, Sam?
0: For sure. Yeah. So the episode begins with Count Dooku in the Jedi Archives. Um, He's walking through the Jedi library, and then he goes into a back room of the Jedi archives. He's looking real shifty. The music's all dark and ominous. Um, He's looking over his shoulder a lot. He walks into this back room. He uh, punches in a code. The computer addresses him as Jedi Master Uh, Sifo-Dyas. Scandal! That is. It's Dooku the whole time, even though it was supposed to be Sidious, but it was a typo in the script in Episode 2. And so it's Sifo-DS.
1: Wait, really? It's supposed to
0: be Sido-DS. It's supposed to be Sido-DS. Like Sidious. <laughs> that's but amazing. A typo I didn't know that. And they left it in. That's, they left it in. That's incredible. Um, Isn't it? It's so fun. Uh, so, they, and, uh, yeah, George Lucas like, that's not it. Never mind. It's, it's better. <laughs> that was Let's intentional. What are you talking about? more it. mystery. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So Sifo-DS, supposed to be Sido-DS, supposed to be Sidious. It was actually Dooku the whole time. So Dooku... Sneaks into the back room of the Jedi Archives. He punches in little codes, says, Welcome, Jedi Master, or something like that. And he accesses the file for Camino, And he deletes Camino from the archive memories, as that one weird little youngling says in Episode 2. Um, and then he walks out, and he encounters Jedi Master Jocasta Nu, who is the one who runs the Jedi Archives. It's She's the Jedi librarian extraordinaire. Um and she talks to Dooku about, uh, his old Padawan Qui Gon Jinn encountering what Qui Gon claims is a Sith Lord, on a small Outer Rim planet named Tatooine. So we get so he hears about Qui Gon, and Tatooine, and Dooku's like I've been warning the Jedi Council about the, the upcoming Sith for years, but they never listen. And then he walks out and uh. He sees Qui-Gon and Yaddle, Jedi Master Yaddle. Yes, Yaddle voiced by Bryce Dallas Howard.
1: Yes, Bryce Dallas Howard voices Yaddle, which is the uh one of three canon characters currently who are of Yoda species. Um and the also yeah, the only other one <laughs> yeah, including Yoda. And the only other one that we've heard speak because we've never really heard like like Grogu just sort of babbles. Or, or presses his yes and yep. no buttons.
0: Or presses yes, yes and no <laughs> buttons.
1: Love that. Yeah. Love And, and then it's weird because, like, <laughs> it, it, it's kind of funny to me that, like, you know, Yoda has this this weird backwards way of speaking and Yaddle doesn't. So that just means just that, like, Yoda's just weird. Yoda's just a weird. Yoda, yeah. Yoda
0: is just decidedly a weird dude. And we love that for him.
1: <laughs> he's just like, yeah, this is the way I am. And everybody's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's, you know, he's really old. He's, let him do what he wants.
0: Yep. Nope. Pretty sure that was just Jim Henson doing Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> or no, it was Frank Oz. Was it? it was Frank? Yeah, it was Frank Oz. Yeah. It was Frank. Yeah. Yeah. that was just Frank. Frank Oz being a goon on Dagobah <laughs> in episode five. Yes. That's why Yoda speaks the way he is. It's because Frank Oz is funny. Excellent. Um, yeah. But yeah, so Qui-Gon and Yaddle have a conversation with Dooku. Um, Dooku says, I would love to meet your Padawan. Obi-Wan Kenobi someday. And then they walk off. That's kind of. They just have like a little conversation. It seems kind of ominous. Yaddle seems a little suspicious of Duku. Not sure what's going on. He's just kind of like. He's just. He he he's he's giving uh, broody emo vibes. Is really <laughs> As the only way I can do, like it, yeah. really describe it. As he's wont to do, he's just dramatic and emo, and like something's weird, mm-hmm. and Yaddle is suspicious. Qui Gon is distracted because he's. He's taking care of a nine-year-old now uh, that he just bought on Tatooine. <laughs> he just bought a nine-year-old. Um, he just—I mean, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw that today on Twitter. I saw this this uh, meme. It was like, uh, I wonder what the the accountant in uh, it, at, at the Jedi Temple thought when Qui Gon submitted like his expense report from the <laughs> Tatooine. He's like, I see you a a boy? You <laughs> bought a boy.
1: Actually, I <laughs> won him in a, in a gambling... <laughs> I won him... In, yeah. In a bet.
0: Yeah. Yes. So, I went to Tatooine...
1: With- <laughs> I went to Tatooine and started betting on races and won a slave. So, that's what I've been doing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <sighs> anyway, yeah. So, uh, after that scene... uh. In between that scene and the next scene, Qui-Gon dies. So, yeah. we we'll talk about transitions there. <laughs> yep. Yep. <Yeah>, so, <laughs> speaking of Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon's dead now. Uh, so, Oops. we the next scene opens up with Dooku uh, staring forlornly at a tree at the Jedi Temple. Yeah. Um, this, like, this very fancy tree that's at the Jedi Temple. It has some sort of spiritual significance. I don't really remember what Jack, do you remember what's up with that tree or if there's I know it's, it's special, but they don't really. Like, I don't, yeah. do know anything I, like I don't cream? remember
1: specifically anything about the tree, but I do remember it's, it's been in a few different clone wars episodes before. Like it was in mm-hmm. uh, the, what was going to be the, the serious finale of clone wars at the end of season six with Yoda. Um, like it, it's, it was in a couple of episodes there. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've, we've seen this tree before and it's like this, like this courtyard. Um, but yeah, I don't know anything yeah. in particular about the tree. It, it's,
0: it. It seems to be a rather significant, like, place that's charged with the Force. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know uh, in reading Light of the Jedi, um, one of the things that the, the Jedi in that book uh, really kind of focus on... I'm, kind of, I'm putting this together as I'm talking. Sure, sure. ...is that uh, the light side of the Force is connected with life a lot. And it's a lot easier to access, the like, be commune with the Force, specifically the light side of the Force... When you are surrounded by living things, Um, there's a scene in *Light of the Jedi* when uh, there's like this like interplanetary disaster going on, and all the Jedi are trying to like use the Force to like stop these like these things traveling. That like it's basically a car crash in hyperspace, and then like these big pieces of shrapnel from this car crash are like basically decimating this system, Mm -hmm. Um, and all these Jedi fly into the system. And use the Force to, like, slow down and stop these things before they hit stuff. Um, They all kind of, like, they all work together. And uh, some of the Jedi, like, go down onto the planet's surface just to be surrounded by living things. So that they can commune better with the Force. They could, like, they could stop it from from space, from their spaceships. But, like, they they decide to be on the planet's surface to commune better with the Force. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if this tree, like, on Coruscant, it's pretty devoid of life other than, like, people. Like, there's no nature. It's just kind of like city. So courtyards and gardens and things are probably places where it's more easy to commune with the Force than other places on Coruscant. So I I imagine this is a sacred place at the Jedi Temple um, to commune better with the Force. So anyway, Satuku is mourning Qui-Gon's death at this place, at this tree. And uh, Beattle shows up. Shows up basically to console... Dooku but also just like is suspicious that Dooku's gonna go off and do something yeah you know, yeah yeah I was play.
1: like heads up uh, funeral is we're all even. if you are you ready to go and he's like I don't think I would be a uh, a pleasant presence there and she's like you wait do you blame the Jedi Council for this and yeah
0: yeah yeah it's just kind of clearly like his his anger and frustration with the Jedi kind of comes to a head in this moment <laughs> Um, with with the death of his padawan, his beloved padawan Qui Gon Jinn, who uh, is probably one of the greatest Jedi to have ever graced the presence of the the Jedi Council, yeah, the Jedi Order, definitely. Um, and so they have kind of a tense conversation, and Duku like very elegantly storms off to his ship, and Yaddle sneaks and follows him. Um, Duku flies off to this kind of industrial part of town, um, like kind of like dingy, rusty, like. Industrial area. Uh, he lands in this hangar. Yaddle lands on a balcony, like on like around the corner, and sneaks into the hangar. So Dooku goes and finds Palpatine. Mm-hmm. I mean like he's he's hooded, like you can't tell it's like Yaddle can't Yaddle can't tell it's Palpatine, yeah, because uh, he's like in his Sith robes. And he's doing his, um, his evil voice. But <laughs> he's doing his evil voice. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so. Um,
1: which, by the way, that that is Ian McDermott in this episode. We we did get him to voice. Nice. Yeah, that that's neat.
0: Love that. Yeah, and actually, Sometimes there, were, there it's are a couple of in early episodes. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, yeah. So it was it was Tim Curry for a while, and before that, it was it was somebody else. Anyway, but yeah, we got Ian Ian McDermid back uh, as Palpatine for this episode, and also Liam Neeson came back to voice uh, Qui Gon in this episode as well, which was cool.
0: Yes, he did. It was great. Um. Yeah, so Dooku confronts Palpatine for pushing... Like, basically, like, Palpatine... We know Palpatine is, like, manipulating everything behind the scenes. Um, but, like, Palpatine for sending Maul in to kill Qui-Gon. Like, like Dooku is pissed that yeah. Qui-Gon's dead because it's Palpatine's fault because Palpatine sent Maul mm-hmm. to stop the Jedi. And Qui-Gon died because of it.
1: Yeah, so so yeah, basically in the scene, Dooku, Dooku is, like... Uh, why did you let him die? This is your fault. Like, we could have had a, a powerful ally in him and uh, Palpatine says, maybe for you. And Dugu's like, you, are you doubting my loyalty? And Palpatine goes, always. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, that sounds like a silly thing to say.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. No, no, that, that that tracks. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So, and it kind of at that point, Yaddle jumps in and like interrupts what they're talking about. Yeah, she's like, um, shut up, you bad th- guys stop. Yeah. (laughs)
1: No, I've heard enough.
0: Yeah. Uh, And it kind of becomes like this emotional tug of war between Yaddle and Palpatine over Dooku and Dooku ultimately sides with Palpatine. Um, They begin a really intense, cool lightsaber duel, which is kind of seems a lot like the one that Dooku has with Yoda in episode two, like very similar, like Yaddle jump around and Dooku slashing at the ground. Um, (laughs) Yeah. A lot of that. Uh Um, And at one point, uh, the fighting slows down and Yaddle tries to plead with, with Dooku again and she says I stepped down from the Jedi Council for the same reason that you're pissed at the Jedi Council you're right, like is like Dooku you're right to be mad, you're right to have these these fair critiques of the Jedi Council, this is why I'm no longer on the Council because I didn't agree with the, the things that the Jedi Council was doing um, but it was kind of too little too late I guess for Dooku, Dooku's already gone Yeah, um, he already made up his mind and he needed to conceal his, I guess, he, I don't know, like, his intentions aren't exactly clear, but it's pretty, it seems pretty clear that he needed to conceal the Sith Lord. He needed to conceal his affiliation with the Sith Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think, I think Yadon Dooku need, felt Yadon like... Yeah, I don't to go.
1: Yeah, I think it, it was, I mean, obviously Dooku was all in at this point, but also I think it was a matter of, he felt like he was too far in to, a, to back out anyway. Like, even if he wanted to, you know, he, he's like... He conspired with a Sith Lord. Uh, that's pretty bad. And he like yeah. and Yaddle is is like from the beginning of the, this conversation is is trying to say like whatever you've done, uh, you still have a chance to to turn things around if you help me defeat this Sith Lord. If you you know come to me and uh, return to the Jedi, you know you're, you're not you know we're not without hope here. Um, but I think right. Duku is is already kind of given into it and and does not feel that that's the case. I I don't think he's he's. I don't think he feels comfortable yeah. with uh no no does, yeah which like to like I don't blame him like I don't think that the the Jedi Council as it is would uh take kindly to any of this and probably would not be forgiving yeah of Dooku's
0: uh indiscretions. Yeah, and also like this is like how Palpatine gets his his apprentices. Mm-hmm. Like 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 we saw it before. I mean not we haven't seen it yet, but we saw it before in Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. This is kind of like very similar to, uh, the scene where Mace Windu comes to arrest Palpatine and Anakin's there. Um, Mace Windu and Yaddle kind of playing a similar role in this, in this tug of war scenario over this impressionable, like, will this Jedi go to the dark side with Palpatine or go back with this Jedi council member? Mm. Um, and it ends the same way both times. Mm. Yeah. Um, The only way in Star Wars history that it doesn't go that way is uh, Luke and Vader because Vader's seen it before. (laughs) So that's the only in episode six. So anyway, that's kind of the end. So it ends with uh, Dooku kills Yaddle and that's kind of just the end of the episode. Um, It's one thing I noticed uh, at one point when Yaddle is trying to is kind of giving – her last kind of, like, speech to kind of, like, pull Dooku back to the light side Mm -hmm. when she says, I step down from the council, we get a glimpse of Palpatine's eyes, and they're blue. Um, Mm -hmm. At the end of the episode, after Yaddle's dead, he has the yellow Sith eyes. His eyes change color during the episode.
1: Interesting. I I didn't, I mean, I I, I noticed
0: that it was yellow at the end, but I didn't, I didn't notice the the blue eyes. I noticed it was, yeah. I I, di- I didn't notice it when I watched it when it came out. I didn't notice it, but on this rewatch for this podcast recording, I noticed his his eyes like oh his eyes are blue. I wonder like does he like because i in my mind I was like his eyes not turn yellow until like he becomes the emperor and mm-hmm. like is that when that happens? Because I know like we and now now that I think about it like Sith's eyes aren't always yellow. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of like when they're, like, really in tune with the dark side, that's when their eyes do the yellow thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, like, when they're kind of, like, more on their, I don't know, natural, not evil.
1: When, like, when they're not so ways. in tune with, with being bad. Yeah.
0: Yeah. When they're not doing the bad thing, they seem more presentable and less, like, devil eyes.
1: Yeah. That's you know? neat. Yeah, <laughs> That's interesting. I, I noticed that, and that's a cool, like, little detail of, like... Yeah, I don't know if it's like necessarily a, like, I don't think it's something we can read into as being like, you know, canonically, Siths' eyes turn yellow when they do bad things. As much as it is like a visual motif <laughs> that they use for for storytelling purposes, which is a cool thing that I didn't I didn't notice. That's that's neat. I like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was. I did really. I I like that. Mm-hmm. It was it was cool. Yeah. One other um, one one visual I really liked in this episode was during
1: that that final battle in that like kind of dilapidated. Building um, the gate that opens up uh, for a ship to fly in, it's like this big, like rounded grate situation with kind of mm-hmm. like like almost teeth around it. It looks kind of like like a couple of like a giant gear or something. But when it opens yeah. up, it looks a lot like a sort of sinister, like sharp toothed, creepy smile in in shape. That that made me that f- yeah. yeah I don't know I feel like that must have been intentional that they designed the door that way to like. It feels oh, like, like sure. Dooku has entered the maw of the Sith, you know, like like this is this is a yeah. place of evil.
0: You know, it is. I got like Joker from Batman, the animated series vibes from that, like this hideout that mm-hmm. that Sidious has. True, um, true. Like it just feels like one of Joker's hideouts, like just because of the big old like evil looking grin. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it's just like this just this just feels like something the Joker would have.
1: Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, he, he would. Do, he would have a creepy I, yeah. smile door. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: He would. He would definitely have a creepy smile door. Yeah, uh but yeah, no, I, I, I definitely that was that was a kind of a cool visual. Like, I've never. I didn't think about it like in the the maw of the Sith. That's really cool. Yeah, I like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing I liked about this episode was I think the. I mean, there's a lot to love about this episode. There's a lot of really beautiful shots. Um, and I think also the the music in this episode was gorgeous. There's a lot of like really like oh yeah like kind of bassy choral music, and uh, it it feels very like this is the end of something and the beginning of something terrible. Uh, it it gives this very ominous feeling. Yeah, Kevin Kiner knocked it out of the park for this episode. Definitely,
0: it was Kevin Kiner. I love that. I, I, I believe yeah. I believe he
1: did the music for the series. Yeah.
0: Okay, cool, 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 cool. That was that was my assumption, because mm-hmm. uh, I knew it probably wasn't uh, John Williams, probably, um, yeah. but <laughs> it probably not. But I the the musical motifs the whole time sound a lot like Qui Gon's funeral, like it's like has a similar feel to the music during Qui Gon's funeral. Yeah, just yeah. Kind of, like they either up, they like either play up the energy or play down the energy depending on what's going on in the scene. But it just kind of feels like that one scene was the soundtrack because that was kind of like what was overshadowing this whole episode was quite gons funeral mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah um so and also just like uh in the scene when they're in the courtyard uh and like Yaddle and Duku are talking in front of the tree there's like you can hear thunder in the background it just feel like man they 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 did such a good good job like setting the mood for this episode setting a tone it yeah
0: yeah and in, in this whole anthology series tells the giant like the the animation, it's like it has peaked with this. Like because mm-hmm. it was kind of like beginning of Clone War like beginning of Clone Wars like it clearly like looks like it all comes from the same animators, but just like they get better and better Yeah at animating with every episode and as their budget increases as well.
1: Yeah, budget and also like just the technology gets better too. Like over the course of yeah. the however long it took to get to this this point from the original Clone Wars,
0: like yeah, yeah, because there's there's a definite difference between like season one Clone Wars or like the Clone Wars movie, to like season uh, five, like season seven, season five, season six, season seven for sure, yeah. And Tales of the Jedi just seems like one step above any of that. I know I agree that it looks great. I think that this is about on par with with how season seven looked, like
1: especially the, the Siege of Mandalore okay. episodes. Like I think those look sure amazing. Sure, 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 sure. sure, sure. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, agreed that like. Yeah, they're definitely, they've definitely come into their own over at Luke's, Luke's Film Animation. They've they're they're at the, yeah. the top of their game here,
0: certainly. Mm-hmm. I love it, Jack. What was your favorite part of this episode? You, there's a lot, there's a lot of great parts of this episode. If you had to pick one, what'd you yeah.
1: pick? Um, man, uh, I think I would have to say just the the scene in the courtyard. It, it's just so atmospheric and you can and ominous you can feel what's coming you know what's coming and you you can tell like Mm -hmm. you know it's the performances it's the the visuals and the lighting and the the composition and the music and the the sound effects of like you can hear the wind blowing through the trees and you hear the thunder and it's it's just such a it gives me goosebumps you know i think that was just a really amazing moment
0: yeah um i was gonna say the same scene but since you said that i'll say something else um the the scene in the hangar especially like dooku's kind of like last-ditch like conversation with with palpatine before yaddle shows up Mm -hmm. um just like he's he's clearly like i think he sees what's coming and like where like where his path is leading and he's kind of like i don't want to go down this way like don't make me go down this way i can't make like like it, like, it feels like he's kind of pleading with, like, it's a bridge too far. And then Yaddle shows up and kind of forces his hand.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and with Palpatine standing right there. Like, if Palpatine wasn't in the room, like, things might have been different. But, like, Yaddle yeah. there with Palpatine there, his hand is forced. And it's kind of like, there's no way back. <laughs> uh, but just that scene before Yaddle makes her appearance. Just the emotion that Dooku was going through and the pain that he was feeling. And just, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. He, he was kind of beside himself. Mm-hmm. Talking to yeah, excuse me to to Palpatine. I don't know. Do oh, yeah, agree. There's a lot of a lot a lot of emotion in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and it's all very like well done.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. There, there's a whole lot uh, in that in that sequence um, in the hangar. Like, I, I think that it's cool that we get to see kind of Duku in his final moments before going full dark side, where he's still like you no. Know, over the the course of this arc in tales of the Jedi, we get a sense of like you know duku being a a good and and wise jedi who is just frustrated with the way of things and over time we see that like he feels like he's been pushed into a corner and that this is the only way to to affect change in what he sees as a broken and corrupt system um, and i think that in this episode we see that the last vestiges of of hope and of like him clinging on to the goodness of the world and, and kind of the regret of doing what he's done. Like there's, there's this one line where he, he's like, he's talking to to Yaddle in that final confrontation. And he's like, how many have died? How many have suffered because of my actions? Um, he he's clearly like, he's, he's, he hasn't gone full Sith yet. He's still regretful and still like mournful. And I I think that a large part of that is the fact that he's, he's still mourning Qui-Gon. Um, he's sort Mm -hmm. of in a a, a, a what have I done state before he's like he's fully given in Um, and there's there's another great line during that conversation uh, when Yaddle is sort of pleading with him to like you can still change, you can still amend your ways you can come back to us Um, and Dooku says I'm afraid and Yaddle says I know you are but then Dooku continues and says I'm afraid it is too late
0: and then they they start fighting, What,
1: what a great line
0: you know I know it's like in that moment he, he it's like he made up his mind. That's the decision point. Like, yeah, yeah, that was like that's the turning point. That's like the that's where he takes the leap. He's like, all right, here here we go. No turning back. Yep. Yeah. Oh man. <sighs> what an episode, Jack. MVP. Who do you think?
1: i could go with Yaddle. I mean, there's not this is, not a ton of characters to choose from, but like Yaddle is like this is the first time we really get any characterization for Yaddle, at least in, in terms of like the film and TV canon. Uh, cause the only other time we yeah. see Yaddle in film or TV is during the Phantom Menace where she just sort of sits there and never says anything. Um, yeah. And so it's like, we... Oh, it's Yoda in a wig. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and in this, uh, we get like a, we get a great performance from Bryce Dallas Howard and we get to, to see like, we get a little bit of insight into who this character is, which we didn't really have before. And we, uh mm-hmm. you know get this understanding of yada as a character who's you know she she's part of the jedi council and she you know tries to stick to the rules but she still clearly has a level of empathy and understanding uh to where she's able to recognize the flaws that maybe a lot of the other jedi council members don't see or don't acknowledge um mm-hmm. and that makes it all the more tragic that you know her efforts ultimately are in vain to to prevent Duke from falling to the dark side and she's she's sort of the first casualty of the clone war in some ways like not not that it's it started yet but like you know it's in in the the machinations of the sith and manipulating and, and, and getting to the point of this war like you know she's the first person who has to die to to keep this under wraps basically um and, the, yeah. and, the, and plus she gets a really cool like badass moment where like we think Seattle's dead because she's been crushed by the the door uh and then she like mm-hmm. she lifts up the door and the, the force theme plays in the background the sunset is behind her and it it looks really awesome and then she like stumbles into the room and is has kind of exhausted all of her energy but I like that she got one last moment of like like sort of righteousness and and badassness of <laughs> just like yeah, that's right. I'm yeah. I'm still a, I'm a cool Jedi. I, I, I might have yeah. failed here ultimately, but like I've done my best. I've done
0: what's right yeah. as much as I could. And it also it also makes Dooku like really face Yaddle
1: mm-hmm.
0: getting, like when he like puts her down. Yeah, as opposed like, to like he can't just like he can't just like drop a, like drop a house on her. Like he's yeah. not like like we're not yeah, we're not just like close the door on her and be done and like I'm kind of just like not technically an off screen death, but like
1: Yeah. He doesn't get his hands dirty, yeah. He doesn't have to look at her as it happens.
0: Yeah, it's almost as if the dark side of the force is like, no, you got to do this. Like, yeah, the dark side is you're not getting off that easy. Yeah, like this isn't. It's not that easy. You gotta, you gotta actually do this. Mm. Um, oh man, yeah, no, Yaddle, definitely the MVP for this episode. Not that we had like a lot of like other choices for MVP. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. for this episode, but Jacosta
1: knew and her two lines. (laughs)
0: Or <laughs> yeah. two lines, There's like, "Hey, did you hear? <laughs> did you? know Qui-Gon sinks. He sees a Sith." <laughs> yeah, that's kind of that's kind of it. Tatooine. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Um. Yeah. Main character kill count. We got a kill from Dooku. Dooku's got one. Yeah. Dooku's got a kill. Is that his? Fir- I think that's his first kill, isn't it? Um.
0: It is his first kill. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Mazel Tov, Dooku. First kill.
0: You did it. You killed somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Mace Windu beat you to the punch. Oops. No
1: no Wilhelm scream in this very serious episode. <laughs> that would be Aww, very out on, of place. <laughs> like if Yattle dies we'll in a place next week. With the Wilhelm scream.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Ah. <laughs> it's just Yattle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Kevin Kiner's like very like somber music is like, playing, he just Wilhelm scream. Like
1: <laughs>
0: ah. <laughs> yeah. totally in place, not out of place at all. Yeah. Well, there we go. That is the last of the Tales of the Jedi that we're going to be talking about for a long while. Yeah. Not sure how long of a while, but a very long while. Yeah. Um, because after this week, next week, we're going to be talking about, uh, spoiler alert, Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. <gasps> another movie already? Uh, another movie already. And then uh, it's into the Clone Wars. And the Clone Wars, is there's so much stuff. And if we do one episode... Per episode, when the podcast, yeah. per episode of the podcast, uh, looking at the calendar right now, how far into our lives is it going to be? We will we be. Finish? It'll be
1: December twenty twenty five when we get to Revenge of the Sith.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so chances are, we're gonna we're gonna condense some episodes. Yeah, we're just thinking just that so that we're gonna
1: that do instead of like one episode at a time per episode for the Clone Wars. That for some of those, we're gonna do like an arc at a time so that, you know, maybe, you know, we have unlimited content here. So maybe we could, we could speed it up a little bit.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And also we're doing the math. Start the, the rate at which star Wars is releasing content, we will literally never catch up. It is unlimited content. It is unlimited content. Like if you want us to ever talk about return of the Jedi, this is what we have to do
1: before we retire. (laughs) Like that's (laughs)
0: before you retire. Uh, If we ever want to talk about Mandalorian, if we ever want to talk about Ahsoka on this podcast, other than just like our reactions as we're watching it, when it mm. releases, um, but like talk about it in the context of the, the unlimited content, uh, the Canon universe. Yeah. The Canon of unlimited content. Uh, this is what we have to do. So we're going to have to condense some episodes uh, into arcs. We're not, we're never just going to do like a whole season of this. It's always going to be yeah. um, the, the way, the way the Clone Wars is written is usually in three, like three or four episode arcs where three or four episodes tell one story. And so we'll do, we'll look at that instead of, so we'll be kind of speeding our way th- more through uh, the the Star Wars timeline just so we can actually do this very ambitious thing that we've set out. To do. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot in case you hadn't noticed from the title of our podcast.
1: It is a lot. Yes. It's interesting the way that we've only got one episode of content between <laughs> the Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. That there's so little canon film and TV in that era. I like, know,
0: because how how long like how long does that take between, like?
1: I mean, it's like nine years or something, right?
0: Like, it's a it's a t ten, ten year gap. Mm-hmm. Uh, Attack of the Clones takes place in twenty two BBY, and this is thirty two. Wow. So it's ten years. We get ten years of of just Anakin and Obi Wan training. Yeah, I wonder if we'll ever get more before like, the Clone f- Wars. More like.
1: Animated canon or or anything. I wonder if that'll be like the we'll get tales of the Jedi. That's like tales Jedi season two. Yeah. If that'll be about that that era because there's a lot of untapped stuff yeah. that we could learn about.
0: There is tales of Jedi season two. I would love to see Anakin as a Padawan in animated form <laughs> for this little thing. And I think Anakin. Who do you think would be good? Kind of like because they. It seems like if they're following the same pattern that they do for tales of the Jedi season one it's two characters with parallel stories that diverge, mm-hmm. right? So we got Ahsoka and Dooku both become disillusioned with the Jedi Order. And one turns to the Sith. Both leave the Jedi Order, one turns to the Sith, and one is just uh, kind of this renegade superhero. <laughs> <laughs> renegade superhero doing Je- like vigilante doing Jedi things without being affiliated with the Jedi Order. You know? Yeah. Um, who, like what two characters have similar stories that we think would, would kind of go off in that direction, like, that, like, have kind of diverging paths? That's a good I question. Think Anakin, like, like, my my initial thought might be, gosh, I don't know. My, my thought was, like, I mean, I don't think this will be what it is because
1: this is what the movies and the Clone Wars are already about, but, like, Anakin and Obi-Wan, um, I, th- I think there's still some stuff in their backstories that, like, we haven't seen explored like I, I would love to see more obi-wan and satine stuff like to, to see more of like yeah. oh, the yeah. stuff that's like hinted at about their relationship that we we don't get to see in the clone
0: wars um yeah you kind of to see yeah. like and in the mandalorian for some reason why are you satine come on i want a satine <laughs> flashback in the mandalorian please. <laughs> please that'd be cool yeah, we, we haven't seen so much we haven't
1: seen live action satine before
0: that'd be cool or yeah. even heard her name mentioned, like at least acknowledged. That's true. Princess. Yeah,
1: Bo Katan is like a main character in this season of The Mandalorian, and she hasn't mentioned her sister once. <laughs> yeah,
0: and it's just, it's just like she vaguely mentions her dad, who's like not even a huge. If I remember correctly, not even a huge character. Yeah, yeah. In the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. right? Like Satine's so, yeah. the huge character. but are just like, it's your father. Like, where's Satine? Give me Satine. <laughs> Hashtag um, where's Satine? Yeah. Where is she? Um, so you think Anakin and Obi-Wan would be, yeah, I, I would like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, another parallel, I'm gonna think out, I'm going, I'm going rogue here, going wild. Sure. Off the other end, I'm trying to think of, I have my one that goes to the dark side, I want to, I'm trying to think of a parallel that goes to the light side that I could talk about. Uh, the dark side was Ben Solo. I want to see Ben oh, Solo, Kylo Ren. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. Like that'd be interesting like to that. see to get a Tales of like, the Jedi from the sequel era. Yeah, that'd be neat. Yeah, and also and also just to see like the sequel era in Clone Wars style animation would be kind of cool. Like to see animated would, Ben Solo. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. I imagine his face will be longer than Dooku's, just because that Adam Driver <laughs> has a very long face. And, um, <laughs> just a very large, interesting looking face. Just, he's um, more he's he would, more face than torso. <laughs> He is more the face, but his torso is massive. He's got a big old one torso. A shirtless scene. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> I heard he has an eight pack. <laughs> um, <laughs> the man is a tank. Uh, but if we could do. Oh, gosh. if We could get Din Djarin as a foundling. That'd be cool. Ooh, that'd be cool. Yeah, because they're both because they're both the same era, too, because that's mm-hmm. kind of how yeah. Tales of the Jedi was. was but that's also era. if we could get like, not Din's not a Jedi, though.
1: So I feel like that probably wouldn't happen. Um, uh yeah. May, I mean maybe Kanan? maybe like no I mean Kanan would be cool um, Grogu maybe like just to, like see a little bit of Grogu in his like actual Jedi Temple days like that'd be kind of neat um, yeah
0: and then but it kind of, I feel like yeah. it'd just be that would just be adorable Grogu with Jedi Master Keller and Beck I mean and just antics I don't think there'd be a lot of like. <laughs> character development true i don't know i mean i wouldn't object but you're right that (laughs) i would not either but yeah there's probably more interesting things we could do it'd be fun there's more interesting you know who is
1: another character that i I would like to hear uh, to see more of kind of their their story that we like we get a good amount of it but it's only ever kind of hinted to for the most part uh is Saifudias? uh i think that'd be cool to like see like you know, what actually was it like when he went and commissioned the clone army? And
0: well, oh, maybe. I guess I'm forgetting that sifo is actually a real person. No, yes. sifo yeah. So yeah. I was like, going to say earlier. And not just like an alias that like Dooku went
1: off. Yeah, no, know. Saipo- Saipo- yeah. was real. It's just he died. And then they kind of kept up the like, like, I think Dooku and Palpatine like sort of pretended to communicate as him for a while is the idea. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because, because like in, in identity
0: theft is a serious crime jim <laughs> yeah identity theft is a serious crime yeah, bears beats bell star galactico um yeah millions are affected every year <laughs> millions
1: uh yeah and in, in, in attack of the clones we like i think uh one of the oh yeah. Owens is like uh sifo ds is still on the jedi council is he not and then obi-wan's like Cypher ds has been dead for 10 years <laughs> so clearly there's you
0: know 10 years ago phantom menace was 10 years before so, I wonder how recently did Cyphodius die?
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
0: And how? And how? Because they're exactly they're ten years apart. And how did they
1: die? Did Tyrannus kill him, or like I don't know? Maybe, maybe that maybe that is something we know in canon and we're just forgetting. But uh, anyway, I, I would yeah. love to see more of of that. Of like, because Cyphodius is such an interesting, like, sort of mysterious character that we don't actually like. We know about the things that he does, but we don't know a lot about him as a yeah. as a character, as a person, and his personality.
0: You know? Yeah, we don't. I wonder if we'll get, like, a High Republic era uh, Tales of the Jedi. That'd be neat. With, like, a young Yoda.
1: Ooh. Some Yoda backstory. That'd be neat. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Who knows?
1: Well, all right. This has been a good episode. Um, It's a good episode. Yeah. Join us next time, everybody, when we'll talk about Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones, with a special guest. (gasps) That's right. We're going to have another movie episode and another guest. Who could it be? You'll have
0: to tune in to find out. You will have to tune in to find out. Max, you'll also have to tune in to find out. Who yeah. <laughs> could it be?
1: <laughs> yeah. Max, it listen be? in next time, and maybe you'll find out who it is that is the guest on the next episode.
0: Yeah. Is it Max? Who knows? Shh. Max. Quiet. Oh, sorry. It's a secret <laughs> to <Quiet>. everybody. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, the guest is not not our younger brother, Max. I promise. You can't just lie. My fingers are crossed, but it's a podcast. You can't tell. <laughs> all right right. thanks everybody uh
1: we look forward to uh not seeing or hearing you but i I will i'll see and hear my brother again and and you'll get to listen to it and that'll be cool (laughs) indeed okay thanks for listening everybody love you all may the force be with you all bye bye
0: all right cut the chatter roger roger